What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Keep It Posy podcast. My name is Jasmine, and this is episode 89. I hope you are doing well. As always, there's a lot going on, so please be nice to yourself. Take it easy and just keep going as best as you can. With the help of this week's guest, we are going to learn about this week's nonprofit organization featured in the Posy Spotlight. Through various mediums, including art, music, film, and public health, the Sidewalk Project aims to be socially active and to empower houseless communities around the world. The Sidewalk Project is a project-based arts and public health organization that exists to create community and wellness for those who live outdoors. They are not trained social workers or therapists. They are artists who believe embracing the beauty of life is the way to enrich experience despite circumstance. To learn more or make a donation to The Sidewalk Project, you can visit thesidewalkproject.org. This week's episode features Richard, lead singer and guitarist of Rundown Creeps, an LA ska punk band that is currently signed to My Grito. This one was such a blast. There was a lot of rambling on during the episode. So naturally, there was some editing done. But I had a blast talking to Richard. We talked about a lot, including growing up in LA and being introduced to a range of artists. LimeWire, burning CDs, social distortion, and more. This one was a lot of fun. Here is my conversation with Richard on the Keep It Posy podcast. All right. Yay, dude. Welcome. Thank you for making the time. Hey, thank you for um, having me. It's been an interesting time period the last couple of years for all the bands. It's been weird. Um, it's been weird. And you know, but I feel, and I don't know if I'm wrong, but based on what I've observed of you guys, I feel like you guys um, have stayed busy with, you know, recording and just, I mean, as soon as shows started picking up again, you guys have just been like nonstop. I I wouldn't say nonstop. We 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 definitely turned down more shows than uh than than we would like to. I mean, but we we I I think the correct thing to say, at least from my perspective, is that as soon as COVID happened, the the focus shifted. So we we went from a mindset of all right, let's play as many shows as we can. Uh, just stay as busy as we can to like, okay, let's focus on content. Let's focus on, on recording music. Um, we month three of the pandemic, we, I, I, I invested in a camera, invested in some lighting, audio interface. So we, 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 it was a first time where we were like, all right, let's set up a station at home and work from there. But, um, yeah, we've definitely been trying to keep busy. Because, I mean, when you can't play shows, we, we like, the beginning of the pandemic, two, two, three years where we couldn't play shows, it's, it was like we had to do something. 
it was a great equalizer of all the bands around. You saw a lot of heads drop, and we didn't want to be one of those guys. I mean, we we're we're three dudes where like we'd be making music just because out of love. Like we we're we're musicians at heart, and we'll we'll be doing this without an audience just to keep ourselves sane. So it, it was kind of like, how do we get this creative outlet? how do we satisfy this creative outlet this this need to do something without having to play shows and i mean that that resulted in trying to stay busy and now now my time management is all fucked i curse myself <laughs> now i'm busy all the time and i it's a love hate relationship but i mean a labor of love is better than any you know one without it so dude i feel that on the on the time management thing man like i'm tired all the time man Dude, I just in my bags. Look at that shit. I'm tired <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Dude, it's hard because once like you pick up a thing, it's like, oh man, I don't want to stop doing this because I really love to do this. But then it's like the normalcy started to kick in, and you're just like, oh no. Um yeah. how do we balance Definitely. all of it out? So yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, um so I guess the reason why I feel like you guys have just been like busy is because you guys just played a show last Saturday, right? We did. We did. We played at the offbeat, uh, with our friends, LFC and, uh, Chris Murray, a bunch of other people. Um, it was just cool. It's, I mean, you, you know, it's right there in Highland park. Can't beat the offbeat. That's a place where we normally go just to hang out. So anytime we, we get a show there, it's, it's fun. We're playing Fest with Annie Flag and Bad Cop, Bad Cop out in Florida in October. And I think that's all we have so far. I don't know if that For qualifies now. as a business. Yeah, yeah oh, definitely. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe two weeks from now. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. Oh, I, <laughs> I, can I can guarantee we'll be making trips out of the state before we hit Florida. Dude, that's yeah. sick. Uh, are there talks of maybe doing a, a tour? um leading into fest or maybe departing there is but i don't think it is going to be leading into fest if that makes sense we're we're definitely we're definitely considering it i i think the game plan for us right now is to we're looking at a fall tour um we're still talking on dates but i i think we're we'll end up doing that aside from fest so fest is definitely going to be our only florida date but um We'll probably do something beforehand and then come back and then fly out for Fest. Sick, dude. I hope I get to go to Fest this year, man. It's a Yo, lot of you fun. I've never been. I'm super excited. <laughs> dude, I don't know um, what other out-of-state festivals you've been to or just major festivals here because I've done... Um, okay, well, Riot Fest is a lot of fun. But I've done like the Coachella and the, you know, of course the Warp tours. Um, dude, it's just so different, though. Like Is it's it? like it's like a big old reunion. We've well, like I've like personally, I've been to like Viva Las Vegas, mm -hmm. which is what I kind of imagine imagine it from what I'm hearing. Like, oh, it, it's it's kind of like there's there's venues everywhere and kind of going through it and we just recently got back from uh south by we just did south by south uh south by southwest and that was another one where it was just like venues venues all throughout like there's music everywhere and the, the the there's not just one particular place to it but i mean i've never been a fest so i, I have i have no uh 
no knowledge as to what to expect, you know? But I'm assuming it's going to be a mix between that from, like, I, I posted something up on Facebook asking other people, like, oh, what's other people's experiences with it? Just because personally, it's my first one. And a lot of people are like, oh, take water. Oh, don't be afraid to talk to strangers. Um, it sounds like like it's the same people that have been going to it for, for years. So I'm excited to, to in, like, immerse myself in that community. Um, that and there's a bunch of dope ska bands from the East Coast that I haven't had the opportunity to talk, like, to, to, to meet. You know, like all, all heads that I've talked to on like social media and stuff like that. But like, I never got a chance to see these bands and I'm, I'm super stoked for, for that opportunity as well. So we'll see. Hopefully you get a go. Dude. Um, you guide us because we have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, no, you'll figure it out because I'll say that I had no idea either. Um, but I had a blast and I went to it the year before the rona kicked in and okay. um i didn't want to come back man it was just one of those festivals i'm like i don't want to go home but i have to oh man that sounds that sounds awesome we'll probably uh, be there for the weekend so we'll all wear matching el sereno shirts dude that'd be funny <laughs> right Sedano represents up in florida <laughs> dude heck yeah that way um I'll be like, oh, no, I lost Richard. Where is he? Oh, I see the El Sereno shirt. Okay. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be that same blue street sign. It's the El Sereno. <laughs> oh, dude. Do you still have your P shirt? Because I still have mine, probably. I have it somewhere. Dude, that's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah, dude, Fest is a lot of fun. Like, I don't know. Um, there's a couple of festivals that you mentioned that I haven't been to, so I can't really, you know, compare to those. But... It's just a lot of fun linking up with friends and finally meeting people in person that you've yeah. just been talking to for a minute. Um, dude, yeah, you're going to have a blast. I'm stoked to hear that. I, that's what I've been hearing, but I, you never know. <laughs> nah, dude, you, you'll have a blast. I don't, I mean, I guess the only way you don't have a blast is if, like, for some reason it gets all shut down, you know? But nah, dude, it's a lot of fun. Okay. You'll have a blast. Trust me. You obviously play in a band with two of your friends. I do. One of them is my brother. Oh, right. Sorry, dude. Yeah. So your brother no, and then cool. your friend. Not <laughs> um, to say that he's not my friend, but he's, he's my brother first. <laughs> so you guys have been doing this band for a while now. But of course, oh, like yeah. everything, things don't happen overnight. So, what was your introduction to music? And musically, how did you get to all the way to where you're at now? Oof, I have no idea. <laughs> Music's been my family. I mean, it, it's, it's uh, when my, my dad was, was a teenager and stuff, he played in punk bands, um, punk bands in, in LA. Um, he like like many many other people um, immigrated here from Mexico, um, like in the eighties, I believe. So I think he hit his musical musical prime around eighty seven to to the nineties. So around that time, it was a lot of glam metal, a lot of punk rock. He started off like mimicking people like Van Halen, and eventually got into punk. The whole Sunset Strip scene. So growing up as with, with a, an old L.A. punk rocker as a dad, I grew up around a lot of suicidal tendencies, a lot of social distortion, 
a lot of Agent Orange, toy dolls. And then my mom was a metalhead, so I had Slayer coming from her, Metallica, Lamb of God, Godsmack, Slipknot, System of a Down. Um, but I spent the majority of the of, of uh, or a lot of my early years, my grandparents, and I, that's why I would hear like Los Panchos, I would hear Chalino Sanchez. And then I had an uncle that was super into hip hop who lived with my grandparents when I was growing up. So I would hear a lot of Cypress Hill, Beastie Boys. It was just like a bunch of sounds from LA just hitting me all at once. Um, it was hard to avoid it. Um, so growing up, I, I, my dad had an acoustic guitar there. I would start off learning. Uh, I started off playing like glam metal. Like, like I, I, I was super into like guitar solos. So I would play a lot of Dokken. A lot of uh, Scorpion, Cinderella, stuff like that. And then, of course, just growing up in L.A., once I hit my teenage years, the only thing to do around here was to go to, like, ska shows, punk rock shows. So then from that, ska, punk rock, and psychobilly were just around me all the time. And it got to the point where I, I, I knew I played guitar and I was bored just going to the shows and I wanted to, I wanted to be a part of them. I, I felt like my, my space in that, in, in that, it was all it was all everybody trying to fit in but nobody really fit in so we all just kind of didn't fit in together and my i felt like my place in that was was playing guitar rather than just listening to it because like like i said i grew up playing it so a lot of times you see somebody playing it and you you, you not to be egotistical but you think like oh I, I could do that better or like i i wonder if i can and it was just kind of like a like a challenge i, I remember i remember growing up and just just right there in Osorino, like I, I remember i remember going to school and somebody would always take a guitar and be like, oh, I, I, I bet you can't play like the Bark at the Moon solo from Ozzy like better than I can, or I bet you can't play like oh this song from Pantera. I learned a lot of Pantera. This song from from Pantera better than I can. And it, would, it would just be a lot of that. So I started playing guitar, um, and it just I mean it was just all downhill from there. I started I started this band when I was fourteen, and it's been I'm like twenty seven now, and it's, it's it's been nonstop since. Been in a lot of bands in between, but it's been nonstop since then. Just can't escape it. Dude, that is so cool. Uh, so, obviously, you were surrounded by music because of your parents and your grandparents and your uncle and, you know. Just everybody. I mean, I feel like that's, a, that's just a common thing with anybody growing up in L.A., you know. It's very eclectic here. Eclectic in, in the sense that you, you hear you hear everything. You know? Yeah, dude, for sure. Um, my neighbor will be blasting Ozzy one minute, and then, like, the next song, it'll be, like, I don't know, Ice Cube or something. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, dude, so you've uh, been doing this band for 13 years. How did you... Yeah. You played guitar, and then how is it that your brother picked up the drums? I so I started playing guitar. We started the band. We were a psychobilly band before All Out, oh. and it was me, a cousin of mine, and then his cousin, and we just we played it for years. Then eventually, we practiced at my house. Practiced in my garage. I had, I had a garage at the time. My parents have always been super supportive of of music. My dad was a musician himself. Um, so our drummer at the time was left-handed and after practices my brother would go into the to the garage and practice on the left-handed drum kit and he just kept doing it kept doing it so 
when it came time that the dude ended up quitting, we were like, oh, we still want to do this. And my brother had already knew how to play. So we, we rearranged, uh, we, we got him a, I started off playing drums. So there was always a drum kit at the house. We, we rearranged the drum kit to a right-handed style. And it was, it was, he was even better playing the way that he should have been playing than he was trying to do the opposite thing in his brain. So that's when he jumped in. And then we've had a few bassists um, along the time. Anthony, Anthony Melendez. We had um, Francisco uh, Gallegos, who plays in uh, Salem's Ghost right now. And it wasn't until maybe three, four years ago that we got uh, Alan. I knew him through through middle school. He was always in like other bands and uh, I had a few classes with him. Um, so I, I, I knew of him. I knew of him. We were good friends at the time. We stopped talking for a long time. And when it came time to find another basis, he was the first guy I hit up. And now we've been this current lineup for the last four years. I want to say right before COVID happened, we were planning to, to, to do more things. And then COVID hit and we went into content creation mode. And that's how we're, we ended up here so far. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's sick. Um, well, it sounds like it's worked out. You guys have been busy doing stuff. Um, did Alan go to El Sereno too? He didn't. Oh, okay. He didn't. He didn't. He went to, uh, I met him in All Souls. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so right after, yeah, yeah. I transferred out from El Sereno to, to All Souls. Where's that at? It's, uh, it's, it's in Alhambra. It's on Main Street. It's right by, like a little further down fossil where Fossilmans is at. I don't know if you know what Fossilmans is. It's funny about that place. I've never actually been there. Really, it's real good. <laughs> I know, dude. Man, <laughs> I gotta. It's summertime, so maybe this is the year. So wait, you played you you did learn how to play drums and you learned how to play guitar. But what was the first instrument you picked up? Drums. Um, yeah, I started playing drums in elementary school. Um, uh, Lincoln Heights Recreation Center um, used to do uh, lessons. So Bird from uh, from the drummer from Quinto Sol, Bird, I, he was my first ever music like like teacher of, of music, and I I went. I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure how my dad found out about it. I think just being around in, in the scene, he knew that that, that Bird from Quinto Sol was doing doing lessons. He signed me up, and uh, my first instrument was drums. So I, I got a good sense of rhythm. And uh, from there, I, I jumped to guitar. What was the first album that you ever bought? The first album that I ever owned was ACDC's Back in Black. That was the first. No, no, that was the first album that I bought with my own money. I think somebody gifted me like a Ricky Martin album when I was super young. And that was the first album that I owned. But the first album that I bought, I went out to the store and I bought with my own money was ACDC's Back in Black. And that was still like in the early times when you needed a, you, you had CDs were still relevant, you know, before Spotify and all that stuff. But right before LimeWire, I think after that, I bought uh, Linkin Park's Mediara. I'm sure there was others, but I, I think I grew up at the perfect time, right? Where like CDs were getting, getting outdated. So like, I think I had a solid year, year and a half where I, I and I, I mean, I saved up like birthday money and I bought CDs. And then right after that, LimeWire came out and Lime, after LimeWire was history, you can listen to anything at the expense of a computer. A lot of viruses on that computer. 
Dude, it sucked, man. Um, I had to be yeah. careful because I didn't have a computer of my own until like my senior year of high school. Like we didn't have a computer at all at my house. So I would have to go to the library to do my, my work and, you know, um, whatever computer related stuff, I had to stay at yeah. school or go to the library on the weekends. And you download like what you think is like system of a downs mesmerized. And then all of a sudden in the album, it would be like Fade to Black, which is a Metallica song, but the artist says it's corn. And then you'd listen to it and it'd be like a Pantera song. And it's like, what the fuck is this? It's all over the place. None of it was right. Oh, man, those are good times. Yeah, dude. Um, I was definitely very grateful for CD burners and people, friends yeah. of mine, allowing me to borrow their CD or... Burning me a copy of a CD. Even, even, those were friends. Because, I, I don't know about your parents, but I, I don't think my parents would have really, they didn't really care. But it was also a matter of how do you get your hands on something that has the parental advisory label on it? Or just the album cover itself might be like, okay, what is this? An yeah. example of that would be Enema of the State. Yeah, uh, that's a good one with the with the nurse. Yeah, so I'm just like, I don't think I should even try to buy this because then they're going to ask, what is this? So I'm just going to see if someone will burn it for me. And they didn't Yeah, happen. you just write the name on it. Blink-182. <laughs> huh. yeah. You remember MapQuest? Remember when MapQuest was the thing? You didn't know how to get to a place unless you printed out directions? <laughs> Dude, man. And you know what? It's funny because there's people that are older than us that actually had to have a map with them in the car while they're driving. They're, they're probably like, okay, <laughs> MapQuest, yeah. try this. I'm like, ow. But yeah, dude, I, I, I remember still using MapQuest when I started MapQuest. driving. When um, I worked at Pizza Hut, I don't think I even had a smartphone until I was out of high school. I, I, when I worked at Pizza Hut, I remember I was the only dude they had to print out like directions for. And I had, a, I had like a whole little Thomas guide of like Al Sereno and like Lincoln Heights and surrounding areas that I would use to deliver fucking pizza. And this was like far into it. This was like 2013. I didn't have, <laughs> I was so outdated, man. I oh, remember my, wow. Yeah. I remember my dad's first GPS, which was way before that. And we were all impressed. It was like a whole box that you put in the, front of your car and it, it was some lady that like told you the directions as best as she could until she ran out of signal <laughs> at, at that time that was the height of of technology you know what i mean yeah dude it just reminded me of like napster and when that was kind of kicking off and napster. then it was metallica right who came through with a lawsuit or something yeah and then it's like yeah. okay dude <laughs> And then it's like, wait, fast forward all these years. Look at what's going on with streaming. Exactly. Well, artists are getting paid like a tenth of a penny now. And that's fair. <laughs> Sorry, dude. What was the first concert or show you ever went to? First, my first memorable one was Social Distortion at the House of Blues. The one on the strip or in Anaheim? The one on the one on the strip. The old one on the strip before they before they tore it down. Yeah, yeah. That was the first one. That was the first show that I that that I saw when I was like, okay, like I I I, I want to do that. 
You know what I mean? And how old were you? Oof, I must have been like 11, 10. So you were already playing drums by then. Were you playing yeah, guitar already? I wasn't playing guitar. Okay. At least not good. I would pick it up and whatnot, but I wasn't. I I wouldn't consider myself playing playing guitar. Um, that was it. It was that one, and then I went to go see them because my family is all huge Social D fans. Like my my mom has Mike Ness's autograph tattooed on her. My dad has like two Social Ds. I got oh, that's the wrong one. I got one right there. So I think my second show was Hoot Nanny. We went to go see Social D with Hoot Nanny. That was like Tiger Army, Necromantics. I got to meet Johnny Knoxville because Roger Allen Wade was playing. Chris Pontius was there. Um, a bunch of bands. And that's that's when I was like, okay, rockabilly, punk rock, psychobilly. That's, this is cool. I want more of this. That was the first. Those were the first few shows. Sick, dude. You're, so you're 11 years old. And is it a, a show that... Your parents are like, all right, guys, we're going to go to the show. Or you're like, hey, mom, dad, can you guys take me here? They were, they were, they were both like, I think I had been bugging for a minute. Like, hey, I want, I want to go. Cause they would go any, every time social D came, every time social D came, it, it was straight to my grandma's and then drop us off. And then they go. And Every time they, they came, every time they came. And I, I remember the I remember sitting in my mom's in my in my mom's car and driving around and uh and listening to Social D and just like learning mouthing the lyrics and being like, Oh, like well, next time they come, can I go? Next time they come, can I go? And this one year they were like, Okay, um it was like in December. They're like, Okay, we're gonna give you guys an early Christmas present type of thing. And then they, they took us to Social D. And I remember we stood at the top top balcony of it so like the house of blues was like a pit and then on the sides of it you could like climb upstairs and watch the bands from the top and we, we were all there i'm the oldest of, of my of, of uh, my other of, of three so i have a younger sister and a younger brother so they were like all right let's get them away from the mosh pit and i remember seeing that but i i also just remembered that that wasn't my first show my cousins took me to see the hives when i was even younger than that at the Fox. And that was the first time I saw a mosh pit. Dude, they're sick, right? They were amazing. Yeah, they blew dude. my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was real cool. That was my first show. Did the they hide. ask everybody to sit down? N n I showed up. We showed up late. I either missed it or we, we left early. I, I, have, I, I, I didn't get to that part, but I remember seeing it like hectic. Like, oh, snap. That was at the Fox. Way back when. But that was a good show. Yeah, dude, those guys yeah, are yeah. sick. Um, what about uh, you? What was your first show? Oh, okay. Uh, my yeah, first yeah. concert was in 2003. I was a freshman in high school. Uh, Thanksgiving weekend, November 28th. I still remember this. It was oh, a nice. Friday. And my brother, at the time, he was like, I, I wasn't really thinking too much of it, but I was just like, this was a time period where I was like discovering all these bands at the time. Good Charlotte was my favorite band. So okay. he went, to, uh, he took me to go see them at the long beach arena with Goldfinger and Eve six. Oh, nice. Yeah, dude. Um, and I was 14. Um, 
it was like the coolest thing I thought. And I, I was just like, dude, I want to go to a show all the time now. Yeah. Oh, it hooks you. <laughs> and like, now you're just like, dude, it's 10 PM. It's past my bedtime. <laughs> um, oh. But dude, it was like, and then he didn't tell me until we got there, but they were for tickets. So I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. That was my first concert. That's a good one. I still have my ticket stub too. Oh, yeah? Oh, you yeah. collect them too? Yeah, dude. I collect it's, them too. I know this sounds so nerdy, but I think with... um And I kind of feel like I should have kept doing it. But for a while, at first when I started going to shows, I would like write down a list of the shows I would go to, especially if they were... <laughs> um. If they were like DIY shows where there was no ticket stuff, you just pay like the five bucks at the door or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know, eventually I just lost track. But Yo. like you know, with like these <laughs> with these shows now that like we're going mobile, I'm like, I kind of want to be a nerd about it and like screenshot that and print it so I could stash it in my ticket stubs. Yo, I have a few of those lists. Dude. I would sit in I would sit in class, like in high school, even college. And just write down all the bands I've seen. It'd be like four rows on a single sheet of paper, front and back. Oh, that's funny. You unlock like a memory. I've done that a few times in my life. <laughs> Dude, I know. Oh. I, I just like, man. It that's just a normal sucks. thing. It's not a nerd thing. I know. Yeah, I don't know. It's, a, it's normal. It's normal. I, I like to think that, that mo more people do that. I didn't, I didn't even realize that I did that until you brought it up. That's yeah, gotta dude. be a common thing. And like, at I least with people it, like me and you who go to shows a lot, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> because it's one of those things where, like, I don't know about you, but I, I don't want to be like, like, if someone asks me, like, oh, what's what band have you seen the most? I'll probably be, I'll, I'll be able to tell them, but I'll be like, dude, honestly, though, I have no idea how many times I've yeah. seen them. And then, I'm sure you have a list. But I also have a list of the bands and artists that are on my bucket list that I've been, you know, in the last few years been checking off. So, yeah, dude, I don't know, dude. Live music is awesome. I get that. I'm checking. I'm checking a bucket list off one tonight. Oh, who you seen? Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm going to see Bob Dylan tonight. Oh, is that at the um, Microsoft? It's at the, it's at the Pantages. I've never been to the Pantages either. Oh. Sick, yeah. dude. What yeah, three yeah. bands, dead or alive, would you play a show with, and where would you play? Ooh, that's hard because it's like it's like I I I feel like I like I don't want to say never, and I might have a shot to play with the live ones, so it makes me want to lean to, towards picking only dead people. But then it also like doesn't allow me to give the credit. To the, the live people, I'm gonna pick um, Social D. It's gotta be one because I, I have yeah, they gotta be on there. Gonna make my mom proud. Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble. Just to say that I gotta see them, you know. Um, and ACDC. It's either gotta be ACDC or Streetlight Manifesto for me, one of those two. But if I had to, if I had to go all time, I'll go with ACDC. None of that order. It's probably gonna be 
Stevie Ray first, ACDC second, Social D last. They still on the list, but they Sick, fit right dude. There. What's the best advice a musician has given you? Um, oh, man, that's a hard one. Best advice a musician has given you? Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, this one time, this one time I, I, I won a contest on K-Rock. They were like, um, it was like to see Green Day at the Sound Space. And you had to call in and sing a Green Day song. So I called in and I sang Green Day song and I'll, I'll, I'll beat everyone else. And I won the tickets and I went. And then I got to ask, uh, I got to ask them a question. And I think Billy Joe pretty much told me to fuck off. But then Trey Cool told me to get an Econoline van. So I, I'm going to say that was, that was, that was it. And uh, now that we're looking to tour, we're looking for an Econoline. So I want to say that was the best advice. <laughs> Dude, was that a uh, sound space in, um, in Hollywood? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't it at was, the station. No, it was, it was at, um, it was their sound space. It was right by where MI is in Hollywood. Um, it was right when they were releasing the last album. Right before COVID, right before COVID hit. Yeah, and they killed it. They, they did a good job. It wasn't my first time seeing Greeny. They, they were obviously uh, an influence growing, growing up. But, um, but yeah, that might have been. The, that was probably the most interesting advice I, I'd ever gotten. I was like, man, Billy Joe's telling me that it doesn't matter. <laughs> it was, it was kind of like, damn, you didn't answer my question. But at the same time, it was kind of cool because it was Billy Joe. So that was definitely the most memorable, if that counts. That and the Econoline thing from Trey Cool. That was actually helpful in, in touring and stuff. <laughs> Dude, that's funny. Um, I was hurt. I'm not going to lie. I was a little hurt at the time. I was like, bro, no, come on. <laughs> could lie to me. You could just tell me, like, just do, it, do what you love. You know, so you could have gave me a generic answer. I think it was just more like it was happening to me. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about music? Um, my favorite thing about music, I don't know. It kills the silence, I guess. If I, yeah, I feel like, I feel like just personally, I, I, I have, uh, um, uh, just my, my head's always, uh, my head's always, it's, it's always going. I'm always, I'm always, uh, I'm always thinking of something that just, it just, it's chaos, not chaos, but it just, it just constantly like active. And I feel like, like, um, like I, I hear myself thinking of music. If I'm not, if, if I, even if I'm quiet, I'm, I'm thinking of a song or I'm, I'm tapping my beat or I'm just, I'm just, just thoughts. And, and it's, I think when I, when I get to listen to music or really sit down and, and, and digest some audible art like that it, it just gives me a break from myself so that's that's real cool to me when i could just sit down by myself or lay down and or clean or just 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 um just exist and not have to think about it just just getting to participate in the action of, of enjoying enjoying the sound that's coming into me and just stepping away from my from my own head i guess it's 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 uh it's nice i think that's that's what i like the most about it that's what i ultimately try to uh, at least hope that that anything that I write resonates with somebody eventually, you know?
if I could just give someone a break from that, it's it's it'd be all all worth it. But definitely, 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 it's 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 being able to immerse myself in it and, and being able to step away from my own headaches for a second. Yeah, man, it's hard sometimes. Sometimes you just got to be like, okay, world, I'm going to check out for five minutes and go exactly. listen to this song. Exactly. It's cool, yeah, to, it's cool to, just, to just be. <laughs> so we all know that there's a lot of bad stuff going on in the world, and we all got to try to stay focused and care about the stuff we care about. How do you keep it posy? How do I keep a posy? I I'm not posy all the time. I'll have to say. No, <laughs> I um I don't know. I just try to mind my own. I guess if that makes sense. I mean, bad things happen everywhere, and I mean, there's nothing we could do about it but to help out where we can. You know what I mean? Just to try. I mean, I don't know. How do I keep a posy? I don't know. <laughs> That's the hardest question you asked me. I don't. No, I do. Music, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, I st just do what you love. Do what you love. I, that that's gotta be. That's gotta be it. Do what you love. Listen to music. Be kind to the people around you, and I mean that stuff comes back to you as long as you're 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 living a life that's optimistic and i mean you can't obviously can't be optimistic all the time but as long as you're being good to the people around you and you're being most importantly good to yourself then you should be able to at least have some strand of positivity in your life you know yeah, yeah dude. that's what i want to say dude it's been awesome talking to you man you have hey, any likewise. last words uh no um uh, check out my band, Rundown Creeps. Uh, we're going on tour in September. We have an album coming out also in September. We'll be at Fest. We got shows and all that good stuff. That's, that's about it. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. This was fun. So that was my conversation with Richard, and it's been one of my favorite chats to date. To keep up with Rundown Creeps online, you can search Rundown Creeps on Facebook. The Twitter handle is at Rundown Creeps as well as the Instagram handle. The band is always sharing stuff on their social media and playing shows all the time. So if you dig their sound and they're playing in your city, I highly recommend you check them out and support them by buying their music rundowncreeps.bandcamp.com thank you again to richard for being a guest on the podcast if you haven't yet please check out the keep it posy podcast playlist you can find it on spotify and title a while ago rundown creeps covered cold plays the scientist and it's awesome so naturally it has been added to the playlist as always you can hit me up via email or social media. Keepitposy.com for all the contact info. Thank you again to everyone for listening to another episode of the Keep It Posy podcast. Please take care of yourself and watch out for each other. Stay posy always. And remember, life is like a mosh pit. 
If you see someone fall, you got to help that person get back up. 